Put your name in. Okay. Let's just do the first paragraph over here. It has the power to ruin a business, to break a shidduch, tear a family apart, destroy Shalom bias. Which weapon has such ominous power? Words. Yes, when used improperly, words have the power to cause irreversible damage. Yet there is another side to the coin. It has the power to heal a broken heart, brighten a lonely life, inspire a stray soul, nurture and teach. Yes, when used properly, words can cause unimaginable joy. It is our choice to utilize our most special gift properly, the gift of speech. This is purity of speech, day one, the introduction. The reason that we, a person, I'm giving a little bit of a, of a talk about this, this original paragraph, which basically is, is that the koach of Adam, the koach of man, is his speech. By he Adam lenefesh, right, this is why we need notes over here. So do we have paper? By he Adam lenefesh chaya is leruach memalula, which means what separates us from any other being is that we have speech. Animals, right, we are a composite of both a body and a soul. And what brings that together, mafli lasos. When you go to the bathroom, you say mafli lasos, it's a pella. What's a pella? A pella means it's so strange because they're angels. We're not angels. And we're not animals. We are Adam. We are a composite. So the goyim, and this is more derech Hashem, there's more, the Ramchal talks more about this in derech Hashem. It's not really this forum to talk about it. But basically, the goyim don't have the same thing that we have as far as our neshama. We have a very, very powerful neshama, and we have this composition. That's the challenge of life. You know why? Because your body wants to... We're, we're always at war. It's one of the reasons why people love to watch football. It's one of the reasons why people love to watch violence. It's one of the reasons why people love to watch people hurting each other and fighting and fighting and fighting. A little bit like Arya was asking yesterday. You know why people like to do that? So one of the big... Tzadikim, the Mashkiach, Reb Nassim Bachfogel from, from Lakewood said, he said, the reason people like to watch basketball, why do you like to watch winning? He's winning this. Why do you like competition? Why do you like competition? Why do people like competition? I got to be better. I got to be better. You know why? So he says, because the body and the soul are always fighting who's going to win. Always. It's always happening. And instead of you fighting the fight that you're supposed to fight, so it's much easier to relax and sit in bed and watch other people fight. So therefore, you're sort of vicariously living through their fight because you're ultimately supposed to be fighting. Adam le'amol yulad. The reason that we're put on this world is to fight, to fight, to really fight. But what are we fighting? We're supposed to fight within ourselves. The problem is when I don't fight within myself, who do I end up fighting? I fight with somebody else. I fight at somebody else. When people have, when people have, when people have anxiety, when people have anxiety, thank you so much. When people have anxiety, that's they think it's a bad thing. Anxiety. If you have anxiety, that means it's a beautiful thing. Why? Well, know what? Know what anxiety means? It means you have power. Like we said, if rhymes, I don't know where Ephraim is. But Ephraim, like Ephraim said, some of you heard this from my speech in Waterbury this year, but from Yeshiva here, many of you know this, that we don't diagnose anybody with ADHD. 
You don't have attention deficit disorder. You have AAEIC. You have, you have above average energy, imagination, and creativity. AAEIC. They have it all wrong. The doctors have it all wrong. They think that it's a negative thing. When you were diagnosed, probably most of you here were diagnosed with ADD or ADHD. So you say, oh, hey, what a shame. I have ADHD. Because that's because the doctor doesn't know how to look at things properly. Instead of him saying, wow, you have above average energy, imagination, and creativity. So the reason why you can't fit in the class and the reason why you have anxiety is because you have so much power. You have so much you want to do. So since you have so much you want to do and you're not doing it and you're stuck in a box, so you think that you're the problem. You're not the problem. That what? Something that like we're interested in, like people, a lot of people with ADD, like tend to like if like let's say I like guitar, so like when I play guitar, I can get very into it. Right. Like, nothing can stop me. Correct. So, if you like, speak to people who have AAEIC, mm-hmm. they're able to hyper focus on things. So so what the problem is is that when I tell you to focus on that, and your strength is in that. And then I force you to go like that. And then you have anxiety. You're like, what's wrong with me? Learn learn that Gemara. Learn that Rashi. Learn that thing. But my head is not, there's something wrong. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, which means, no, I want to learn something that, that talks to me. And it's not talking to me. So I get anxious. I get anxious. I get nervous. That's power. Yes, Simcharaba. First of all, Shimmy. Thank you, Shimmy. I like that. Beautiful. And by the way, just from what Shimmy said, and then we'll get to Rav Simcharab in a second, what, what's very important, and this is obviously another, we'll, 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 we'll try and finish this halacha, or get to the halacha of the Lashon Hara, but this is so important, it's so powerful. What people, the problem is that people say, I could do anything, and, and we're all the same, and that's, 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 that's where it gets difficult. Everyone's in one class, and everyone's got to learn the same thing. What people don't realize is you got to find your niche. It's not about doing a lot of things. It's about doing your thing, finding your thing. Because when you find your thing and you find your niche, then, then that's when you start living the life that you want to live. Whatever that might be. It could be exercising. It could be it's in learning this type of learning. Some people like learning chumash. Some people like learning halacha. Some people learn, like learning deep. Some people love, right? I think Shimmy, where's Nachi? You guys learned that you guys where, where you, you guys learned this the whole summer, correct? You guys were learning we tried. what? We tried. We attempted to. You attempted to. Yeah, you learned these guys learned through the summer, Hilchas Lash and Hara. What'd you guys get up to? What did we get up to now? So you guys like day thirty or what? And and what and what did it do for you guys? God gave me something to to like I was working, so like Something to like at the end of the day, like I was able to find out and learn, and like it gave me like some type of like purpose. So it gave you purpose. You found something. Why'd you learn Hilchus Lashnar? Why'd you learn something else? Interesting. I never really thought about it. Okay, I respect that. Yeah, why'd you learn Hilchus Lashnar? What? It's definitely something I was going to work on now. Okay, well, I respect that. Something that a lot of people tend to struggle with. Correct. That's why. That's why I think we picked it up because, like, it's Correct. so like it goes. It's like very easy to talk about tomorrow. Like, Correct. Not a lot of people think about it. Correct. The more you learn the Hilchas Lashon Hara, 
as we're going to see, the more you're aware, the more you become aware of Lashon Hara and how we're so focused on other people. It's a big thing that, like, you know, when, we, when we first started learning about it, like, we, were, we tend to, like, to, like, realize, like, that, like, we'll be learning, like, we get off topic and we realize, oh, like, now we're talking Lashon Hara. Like, we, we like, kind of realize that. It's very interesting. All right, beautiful. Okay, amazing. Yes, from Karaba. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I think like this. I think that I think that it's comforting for a person to know that that he's not the problem. I think that what happens is is that when you have when you have uh, when when someone tells you you have ADD, ADHD, and the reason that you're banging on the table and you're shaking your leg and you just want to be a kid who's running around, and you say there's something wrong with you, um, so we got to put give you medicine or we have to sort of have you fit into there. And that happens from when you're a young kid, and that's what your parents tell you, that's what your teachers tell you. So sometimes you could just say, why can't I be like everybody else? I have something wrong with me. But when a person realizes that it's not that I have something wrong with me, it's maybe I actually have something very right with me. And, and it doesn't right. So then that's very, very difficult, but, 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 and when you, when you get mature enough where you could take a step back and you could say, yes, like I, I agree with you. If you were a fifth, if everyone here was in fifth grade and they were in a regular day school, I wouldn't be having this conversation with them. I would hopefully be having the conversation with the principal or the teacher. But with everybody here, what you want to realize is you want to realize that, that you have those cocos. You have that power. You have a lot of power. That's what people don't realize. People don't realize that the challenges that we have, the challenges that each and every one of us have, is what gives us the, the way to get to the power of what we have. We hate our challenges. We resist the things that we don't like about ourselves. We resist it. We push it away. We fight it. And that fight itself is a bigger problem than the problem itself. And when we learn to say that I need to figure out, and that's really where Lush and Hara comes from. Lush and Hara comes from the fact that I got to be better than you. I have to be better than that person. That guy is not as good as me. It means I'm losing my focus on me. I'm not looking at myself. I'm looking at everybody else, and I'm looking what's expected. You said Rabbi Simcharaba the word a few times. What's expected from me? Well, why don't I ask myself, 
what I expect from myself. Why can't I look at myself and say, who am I and what do I expect from myself? What time do I expect myself to get up in the morning? Not, not is somebody else expecting from me to get up at a certain time in the morning. What do I expect myself from myself? What do I owe myself to live the life that I want to live? And why am I not living that life? You're right. When you're in third grade or you're sixth grade, I, I don't know what to tell you. But everybody here has graduated. Everybody here made it through high school. By hook or by crook, you made it through. You made it through high school. So you're here. You're older. Your next stage in life is marriage. I know that sounds scary. I told my son Avram, he was like, he was like, what, Tati? He turned 18 uh, a, a few weeks ago, whatever it was, in the summer. And I'm like, okay, Avram, ben He's like, Tati, chill out. He knows I push marriage. But I'm like, no, 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 let me explain to you what I meant by that. I'll explain to you what I meant by that. What I meant was, is now the stage of 18 to what is marriage. Right now you're 18 years old. Everybody here is basically 18, 17, 18 plus. What's your next step in life? 18 to 21, 22, 23. These next five years, you're building yourself to get ready to get married. So you might say, oh, calm down, slow down. I'm not, I'm going fast. I'm not going fast enough. Because the quicker you go ahead and you stop, I want to tell you one thing. This book, and we're going to start in a second. If you're going to sit at your dining room table and your kitchen table, and the conversation you're going to have on a date with your wife is going to be lush and hard. It's one of the things I ask guys when they're dating. I have five things to ask them. And one of the things is, whether they can marry the girl or not, is do you speak lush and hara with the girl you're dating? Does she like speaking lush and hara? Well, not does she like. Is, is, is that something that she does constantly, just talking about other people? Run for the hills. Run for the hills. You want your house. Everybody here wants their house, and it's one of the hardest things to do. I can tell you, Baruch Hashem, every meal in my house, not just Shabbos, every meal at my house, we learn purity of speech. We learn Hilchus Lashnara. Every time I eat, I try and say a Hilchus Lashnara. Why? Because I don't ever want to sit with my family during dinner time, never, and talk about anybody else. I want to talk about them. I want to talk about me. I want to talk about my wife. I want to have a family, a table, sitting together, talking about, or you know what? Like, like people get nervous. Oh, what do they say? Uh, silent? What, what are they saying when it's quiet? They say, oh, awkward silence. I don't want anyone in my, in my thing, awkward silence. Yeah, it's good to hear the, 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 the plate, the, the silverware on the plate, and people just eating and having, having beautiful si silence instead of talking about stupidity. Instead of talking about stupidity. Because that will happen. Assume that. Assume that when you're married, and, and, and don't wait for your wife to learn it from seminary. I mean, seminary is great. Seminary is awesome. But don't wait for your wife to be like one, you know, the one telling you, oh, let's make sure we don't speak Lashonara. You want to be the one who's initially and say, oh my gosh, I worked on myself for the last few years. I don't speak Lashonara. I work on not speaking Lashonara. And it's one of the hardest things in the world. It's a very, very hard thing. You know, in al -Khait, in al -Khait, they say most of the al that we say on Yom Kippur, most of them have to do with speech. Most things that we mess up have to do with speech. So let's go, let's learn the, uh, let's learn the first halach and practice. Lashon hara, and I, and I do want to say a disclaimer over here. 
everyone, I, do, I would encourage that you have your own time, 10 minutes a day, to learn these halachas. You could do a page a day. It doesn't take long. Yes, it will not take you a long time. But I do want to say, please speak to me about a halacha that, that is brought out because sometimes it's a little bit sharp the way it's said in here, and we could talk it out. We usually talk it out in shir. So let's go. Lashadar is a derogatory speech about a fellow Jew or a speech which can harm another Jew. It is forbidden to talk Lashonara even if it is true. This is what people don't realize. They say, oh, the guy is uh, whatever it is, but it's true. That is what Lashonara is. It's true. What? First page, 17. If the Lashonara is not true, you're also midvashek, you're also lying, mostly shamra. The Avir of Lashonara applies even if you were talking to one person. However, the more listeners there are, the greater the Avera is. Why? Because you're causing more people to sin by listening to and accepting Lashonara. This is a big problem on chats. When people put it on a chat, on a group chat, it's very, very dangerous. And this we'll talk more as we learn this. Oh, that restaurant stinks. How was the this? Pure, pure Lashonara to 200 people, to 300 people in one shot. In one shot, you say, oh, that was terrible. That was terrible, that thing stinks, that whatever you're going to say. Pure Lashon Hara. So number one, you're causing more people to listen. Number two, because the person you're talking about will be more degraded if more people, right? The more people, if I go ahead right over here and talk about Yankel, whoever his name is, Yankel or whatever, and I say, guys, you heard about Yankel? And people think, oh, the fact that everybody knows, you say Litoelis, you think if you say the words, it's Litoelis. Right? It's the old Nishabas Karet, so we could talk about anything. It doesn't work like that. Litoelis doesn't mean you could talk about it. You can't just say, oh, Yankel is it? Oh, bye, oh. But everybody knows that Yankel's a Ghanav. So I want to tell you guys, Yankel, no, that's pure, pure Lashon Hara. And then he says, last, if two people relate Lashon Hara, it's even worse. Why? Because what happens? He says, the more people repeat the Lashon Hara, the more it will be accepted by its listeners. And it's very validating. It's very validating when you say about your friend, and you say, by the way, that guy, Yankel, is a very selfish guy. And then your friend next to you says, yeah, he's a real selfish guy. So you're like, yep, we both think that he's selfish. So therefore, it validates to the listener more, he must be selfish. So a person has to be very careful with that. Yes. Oh, wow, we have, good. Great. We'll get to venting. Beautiful, Zach. Venting is 100% mutter, and not only is it mutter, but Chavetz Chaim encourages it. But you can't use that again. Oh, I'm just venting. You can't sit in your room and smooth with a lot of guys. Oh, we're just sitting around venting. No, you're sitting around talking Lashon Hara. If you have somebody who is a Rebbe, if you have somebody who is an older guy who is mocked on Hilchus Lashon Hara, you have a therapist, you have somebody who knows the Hilchus Lashon Hara, and you're talking... Not, and the way you could tell, by the way, if the venting helps, is that after you speak to the person, do you hate the person more, or have you calmed down more? And it's got to be the right person you're venting to. So if you're venting to me about someone's act, and you're like, oh, this guy is blah, blah, and I'm like, yeah, 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 I hear he's just venting, and then you're more angry, then I did something wrong. So venting we'll talk about, but, but uh, and, and it is important. It's important to have that one person who you can be open to and express yourself. It could be sometimes with siblings as well. If you have a parent that you need to talk to someone, it could be, but you have to know what the sibling is listening to and what they do. If that sibling is helping you to, to be more upset at your mother, more upset at your father, 
more upset at someone, then you have to be very careful with that. But if that sibling can listen to you and help you, then that could be a great thing. Yes, Yehuda. Great, Zach. Go up, Zach. I like that. Great. Is that, what, is, that, yeah, is that how we do it? Go. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. You're, it's, that it's not Lush and Hara. It's not Lush and Hara. I sp- will speak about that as well. I encourage people not even to speak about a non-Jew. Why? Because you want to train your brain and you want to train yourself to see the positive. It's not Lush and Hara because Lush and Hara is only, is only um, us, only the, the Klal Yisrael. But yes, I would encourage people not to. Yes, Right. Right, so we'll, we're going to talk about that as well, meaning you can warn people to be careful about someone. If he's going into business, you could tell him, be careful. There, there are ways to do that, which we'll get to. We'll get there. That, that's one of the things the Chavaz Chaim says. He says, oh, there are two reasons why people say I have to speak Lashon Hara. Either because I won't be able to say anything, I won't be able to talk anything because everything's Lashon Hara, right? That's one reason why people say, oh, I have to. Right, and the other reason they say is because is because what's the second reason? He says because uh, everything, or he'll say that I won't be that, that I no. That's the reason why I'm saying I'm not going to say anything. I forgot the second reason that he says why. Um, what's one of the excuses why a person thinks that he has to speak? Oh, that it's too hard. It's too hard. It's too hard. Either I won't be able to say anything. Either I won't be able to say anything, or everything's lush and hara. So. But the Chavaz Chaim says, no, you got to find, you got to find the niche. Yes. That's fine. That's fine. You'll know. You know. You know. A person knows if you're talking. You could. It's not lush and hard if I'm talking to, that I need to vent. It's not bothering me. So I'm not just telling my roommate just to smooth and say, I hate that. Said that sometimes when you vent, it'll it'll hold you back from talking more about that. But sometimes when you hold things inside, you'll keep it in, and then you'll keep on talking about it. Okay, beautiful. Great question. Mm-hmm. Motion again. One more time. Correct. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yes. Well, well. The reason I left it out um, in this context a little bit for you guys is because I think it's hard to expect at this stage that you're gonna. When I, I've had guys, um, older guys, come over to me and say, "I want to talk to this friend about the case." Actually, was he wanted to talk to him? Or he he had a big struggle with his with one of his parents, and he came over to me and said, um, "I want to talk to this friend." Older guys, very of special guys. Um, and he said, I want to talk to this friend who was also a very sensitive note. They both learn the Hilchus Lashara. They've been in yeshiva. They know purity of speech. So know what I did? I said, you could talk to him, but I, I first want to talk to that other guy. And I spoke to that other guy who's going to be the receiver. And I explained to him how he has to receive the Lashon Hara because it's very, very hard. If I sit there and tell, start telling you bad stuff about one of my parents... It's very, very hard not to believe 
you have to down the kaschus, but at the same time, you also want to validate me. So it's very, very hard, very tricky. So the reason, yes, you're right, Moshe. The reason I left out talking to a friend, because at this stage, it's hard to believe that two guys are going to be doing it. It's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to get that. But if you could find someone so we could, you know, we could see. Yes, Benson. Eliezer, we'll get to you in a second. Yeah. That what? Yes. 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 Hundred percent. Yeah. If it's the right person. Yeah. Yeah, Shmuley. Yeah. Sure. Right. Correct. Well, it's both. It's it's both. It's both. That's the receiver. But if I say Lashon Hara, this is the way it works. If I have an opinion about somebody, so I'm always skeptical that maybe it's me against him. Maybe it's one versus one. The second is another guy. You ever talk? I don't want to say you. You ever go to a guy? Oh, you talk to a guy. You're giving him Musr and you say, and I'm not the only one who feels this way about you. Everybody else feels this way about you too. Why do you pull that card? Because it gives you strength. It's not me against you. It's not just my opinion. This is a fact. You're a selfish guy. So the more people you bring on your team, the more I, I have a riot that he's a selfish guy. I'm not the only one who thinks he's a selfish guy. That's pure Lashon Hara. That's Rechilas. It's, it's even worse. Correct. I'm saying me and somebody else talking about one person as opposed to me telling all of you guys. They're both bad. They're both bad. Yes. Eliezer, and then we'll, then I want to go a little wide so we don't have that much time. Yeah. That's a big problem. It's a big problem. It's a big problem. It's very hard. Speech is very, very, you know that line, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never harm me. Whoever said that told you a big, fat lie. That's not true. Sticks and stones are, could be less than the names and saying Lashon Hara. Could be less. It's probably worse to call, people think, oh, I was only verbally abused. I wasn't physically abused. Verbal abuse Talking to someone and telling them something in their brain could be worse. I know, and I'm sure you guys have this as well. When you tell someone an opinion about somebody, it's very difficult to get that out of your head. You might remember that your whole life. Oh, this guy talks a lot. He's a big talker. This guy's an egomaniac. This guy's a selfish guy. You meet someone for the first time, and you want to brace yourself. I want to be, I got to protect myself. So what do I do? I got to protect my, my chevra. I got to protect my people. I got to protect my people. So what do I do? I put somebody else down. That's the problem. That's, why, that's, that's where we get into that. And we'll segue into that after these halachas. The reason people talk Lush and Hara, besides the fact that there's a Yetzirah to talk Lush and Hara, is because when you don't love yourself and you don't respect yourself and you don't invest in yourself and you're not able to connect to yourself, the way to feel good is through other people. That's the only way for me to feel good is through other people, like we spoke yesterday. 
Either I have to watch something to make me feel good. I have to wait for my wife to come and save me to make me feel good. I need my, my friends to make me feel good. I don't know how to make myself feel good. So I have to push people down. And the best way to do it is by pushing somebody else down, especially if you're strong and you have a good tongue and you're able to be sharp then you're able to hurt someone. Why? Because I'm not investing in myself. I'm empty myself. What does it say? What makes a lot of noise? We have the pushka, the pushka here, right? This is a, where do we have a tzedakah thing? Where is it? Oh, here we go. Right, the Gemara says, guys, this is big. You guys ready for this one? This makes a lot of noise. You know why it makes a lot of noise? Because it's empty. The guy who talks a lot, sorry for the big talkers. A guy who talks a lot is usually empty. It makes a lot of noise. A guy who's quiet, if you filled this thing up fully, it wouldn't make any noise. It would make no noise. When you're full, I don't gotta talk to I don't gotta talk about it. I'm, I'm good, I'm good. I'm good. Is it hard? Now the problem is how much, how many poker chips, whatever I mean, how many poker chips. Do you have how much how much money will call it do you have inside of you? And it's okay when you realize that you're loud. It's okay when you realize that I'm so focused on everybody else. At least you have a place to start. That's why you're here in Yeshiva. That's why you're here in this year. That's why we're learning Hilkhoslachara, because I promise everybody, I promise you, you know what? And it's not even my promise. It's the Chavetz Chaim's promise. If you learn this every day, the Chavetz Chaim says. You come over here every day and we talk this talk and we try and build ourselves up. You give it a month. I give you guys a month. It's a little bit hard because we have a breakup with Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. We don't have a full month. But God willing, when we have a full month together, you have a notebook. God willing, you have notebooks. Like he is sitting here. Look at Moshe. Moshe is sitting here writing. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. That when a person is able to invest in him, you got to invest in yourself. you got to build yourself. Okay. Do you want to say something from yesterday? Anyone remember? I know there are a few questions post. You don't remember. So go. Any other questions, comments on that? Because we have a few more minutes. Um, no, like yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Right. No problem. No problem. No pressure. No, I was connection. Right. We were talking about connection. I think we were saying connection. I think that the, we were saying, if I remember correctly, we were saying the reason it doesn't work. The reason it doesn't work is because we're craving, everybody is craving reality and connecting and building themselves and knowing themselves and loving themselves and feeling a certain way. And we are lied to and we are better than lied to. We're, we're, we're just put in a predicament, I guess, more that we 
don't have an opportunity to, to talk about things and to talk with people and to share and to question. Instead, what's the average hour that a person spends on his phone? What's the average? Eight hours, nine hours, seven and a half, eight hours. And you sleep eight hours. You're already at 16. That leaves you only another eight hours for your day to do anything. And what are, what are you doing? What are you, do, what are you doing? You're not connecting to anybody. You're not connecting to yourself. I think that's what we were talking about. So you're not even getting what you're looking for. See, if you were getting what you were looking for, we'd be okay. But you're not even getting what you're looking for. And then you're uncomfortable having conversations because you never had those conversations. Yes. Yes. How somebody that somebody that, that's aware of the fact that let's say he doesn't feel good about himself, somebody yeah. asked him throughout the day. Oh, oh right, right, the awareness. Right. And he just he decided to like see whether it's using the phone, you said it's like the worst thing and working two hours a day. Yes. And 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 to be aware of it is a big step. Correct. Correct. So focus on that. Yes. Thank you, Abraham. Yes. Thank you, Abraham. Thank you. But Abraham, I think the point's like this. What, I think this is what we were saying yesterday. The, 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 the problem is, is that one of the problems, one of the problems is that we don't want to feel a certain feeling. We don't want to feel the sadness. We don't want to feel the nervousness. I say this all the time. When a guy walks into a room and, 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 and he walks and there are a lot of people in the room, and he starts getting nervous, that's a normal feeling. That's okay to be nervous. So people get nervous, why am I nervous? But to feel the feeling and to be okay that I'm feeling this feeling. I'm nervous to, to go over, to right? How many times I have guys, people come over to me and they'll say like, oh, I, I, was, I was embarrassed, I was afraid, I didn't want to come over. I'm saying, that's a very normal thing. You, go, you come over to somebody, you come over to someone who's older than you. You're having a conversation for the first time with someone. It's very healthy to be nervous. Some people drink at like Exactly. Why do they drink? Because they want to be calm. But you know what? They never learn that it's okay that I'm nervous. It's okay that I'm uncomfortable. They think there's something wrong with it. That's why people say, I think Nachi, I remember Nachi told this to me the first time you were flying. You were scared the story. I remember you told me this. No, what was it? Say it. So say it loud. Tell everyone. Um, yeah, I don't know. The first time I never got flight anxiety flew my whole life, but then the first time that I he never had thought he had yeah. flight anxiety flying on a plane. That's my whole time. And then the first time I like flew sober, I was like eight months sober, but then that whole day I'm like fucking out. I wasn't even talking. And I was like nervous to fly. It's not even like in the air. It's like I had the airport. I had see this? 
You see on a plane, I've seen this many times. It's, it's sad to see, you know, a little kid on the airplane or in the airport, and they have these things. They could be sitting there for 10 hours straight. They never have any access to their emotions. And, and by the way, if you can't feel your fear and your anxiety, it's going to be hard to feel excitement about them because it's the same thing. Excitement and nervousness are very the same exact feeling. It's like people don't realize that when they numb, when you numb your feelings from bad feelings, you also numb your feelings from good feelings. That's what people don't realize. When you're not tuned in to your bad feelings, it means you're not tuned in to your good feelings either. Okay, guys, we'll stop over here because I wanted to end off with a brummy with uh, your point. Thank you, Nazi, as well. Thank you, Nazi. Amazing. Yeah, please keep your pencils. Keep the purity of speech. And Hashem will help us. Wait, one more thing I just want to say, guys. Don't worry. I think one of the things we think about is we think about our future. Don't worry about your future. The best thing you can do for your future is to have a great today. Oh, Have a great day, everybody. Let's go. What did you say about It's one of the things about Dibor, which we'll talk. I'm giving you hints about it. About speech. Your name is very connected to speech. That's fine. Let everyone keep it themselves. It's fine. Let everybody keep it themselves.